Hey everyone and welcome to the year what's the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question. Hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host Michael Montalvo and for the next few minutes we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes it a truly unique. In this episode we examine the events that occurred July 14th. Merriam-Webster.com, the dictionary site, defines revolution as the action by a celestial body of going round in an orbit or elliptical course and also the time taken by a celestial body to make a complete round in its orbit. So when you say you want a revolution, well, you know, the world is always making its round of orbit. There have been many revolutions in the history of the world and its many parts, and today I thought we would look at one of them. No, not the American Revolution as depicted in the 1988 motion picture April Morning starring Tommy Lee Jones, but the French Revolution as depicted in the 2018 film One Nation, One King, neither of which I have seen. Things were bad in France, and had been for a while. The country was in debt, and they showed little signs of stopping its spending. Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette were in charge of the whole thing, and they showed little care or concern for the average French person. Adding even more on top of the whole things are slightly bad pile, there were massive crop failures which led to famine and increased costs for things like bread. Workers were spending up to 88% of their wages on bread unless they stole it and ended it in prison for 19 years. But that was only one of 24,601 reasons one could be sent to prison at the time. It was also around this time that Antoinette allegedly said, let them eat brioche, or the more pop-culturally, let them eat cake. As you would expect because of these difficulties, unemployment became a problem, and the increased strain on everyday life put blame on the then-recently-reduced custom prices with Britain, and that in turn led to riots at the food storage facilities. Seeing the problem the country was facing, Louis XVI set out and brought together a national assembly in order to attempt to bring balance. This assembly was made up of three groups, the clergy, the nobility, and the commoners, but wouldn't you believe it? The commoners were the least powerful of the three and could easily be outvoted. They complained or ignored, and then they rose up and started a new national assembly with blackjack and hookers. You know what? Forget the blackjack and the hookers. So the people started a new assembly, and the king just kind of went, Okay, no problem. You're now the National Assembly, which I imagine made the people sing, singing a song of angry men. It was the music of the people who would not be slaves again. But then Louis went and did something that probably should have been completely expected. He had them and the entirety of Versailles surrounded with his army and then dismissed the Minister of State, Jacques Necker, who supported the reforms the National Assembly wanted to make. What reforms exactly, you ask? According to ThoughtCo, 
Here were some of the complaints. Parliament wanted the king to share his absolute powers with an oligarch parliament. Priests and other low-level religious figures wanted more money. Nobles wanted to share some of the king's power. The middle class wanted the right to own land and vote. The lower class were angry about tithes and feudal rights. And some believed that the revolutionaries were just opposed to Catholicism. Louis XVI had acted like he was going to go along with the whole thing, but really was very against it, as evidenced by the usage of his army. And the people kind of took offense to that. The year was 1789, and on this day, July 14th, the storming of the Bastille, which marked the start of the French Revolution, took place. What was the Bastille, I hear you asking me? It was a military prison, and it was surrounded by moats and hundred-foot walls. Classic prison castle. Inside this prison there were prisoners, but also food and gunpowder. It stood as a symbol of the French monarchy, and as such, that made it an obvious target to storm. And that's just what they did on the morning of July 14th. The people armed themselves with various weapons for the... Is siege the right word? Anyway, the people attacked, and at first the forces were able to hold them back, but then as more and more people began to show up, the forces protecting the Bastille prison, led by Bernard René Jordan de Lunay who had been placed in charge of the defense, decided he had had enough and called a ceasefire. He held up a white flag to show his surrender, but that did little to save him as he was taken into custody, arrested, and tried, only to be eventually murdered by a mob. The storming of Bastille was the start of the end for Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette, the monarchy was abolished in 1792, and the pair were executed by guillotine in 1793. And that's the official story of why we celebrate Bastille Day. But theconversation.com gives us an alternate reason for this. In the article I read, they claim that only English speakers refer to it as Bastille Day, and that it commemorates instead the Festival of the Federation. So... In 1789, the Bastille was attacked, but then in 1790, the Festival of the Federation was held and designed to abolish absolutism. The French people gathered in mass to attend a military parade led by none other than Marquis de Lafayette. This wasn't an annual thing, though, just a one-time deal, but it ended with speeches by Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette. It would still be three years before they were beheaded. What it really came down to was that it was a day for national pride for the French people. Whichever is the real reason for the celebration of Bastille Day, it was a turning point in the history of the world. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.